This is Learn It From An 80s Song. I am your coach, Patricia Freiberg. This is I Love the 80s meets the healing of storytelling and the positive impact of music. Inspiring guests share their powerful stories, yielding incredible strengths. Through both story and music, this podcast will elevate your mood, providing you with a positive outlook. It will ignite recall so that you can tap into your own life experiences. We don't just hear the knowledge and wisdom gained from our podcast guests. Through powerful story, we can live it. Brooke Spendlove spent 15 years in the healthcare IT industry as an implementation specialist, product manager, and content specialist before deciding that she wanted to be part of a much-needed change in healthcare on a more personal one-on-one basis. She obtained her master's degree in health and wellness coaching from Creighton University and started her path to create Spend Love Coaching. What began as a desire to help clients, quote, fix themselves and hit their ideal weight and size, quickly transformed into a robust coaching program that addresses the reality that 95% of those that lose weight on a diet regain it back and then some within a couple of years. Diving into intuitive eating, Brooke discovered that the best approach isn't a diet after all. The best approach is healing your relationship with food and your body, embracing the body you have right now, and setting goals to incorporate health-promoting behaviors in your life. As a national board certified health and wellness coach, intuitive eating certified counselor, and NASM personal trainer, Brooks programs focus on a whole person approach to health, addressing interconnectedness of our health and wellness. Brooke, it is so great to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So this is the part of the show where we talk about what song resonates with the story you're going to tell us today. So without further ado, Brooke, what is your song choice from the 80s? Can I get a drum roll, please? It's you too. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Oh, such a great song. I have a couple stats on this one. Came out in 1987. It's from the album, The Joshua Tree. It actually was their second consecutive number one hit. It was also nominated for two Grammys. In addition to that, it's known as one of the greatest tracks in music history. You picked an amazing song. I did. I'm, you know, I can't, I can't deny that. I also was able to see them when they did their reunion, not reunion tour, but the Joshua Tree anniversary tour and hear it live. I mean, that was, that cemented it as one of my favorite songs. So <laughs> 100% and beautiful song choice. But Brooke, share with us your story. Okay, great. So why I chose this song a handful of years ago, when I decided I wanted to go back to get my master's degree in health and wellness coaching, I really had kind of a, a 
crooked journey of how to get there. And I really thought I am going to figure out how to fix my body (laughs) and that'll help women and moms do the same thing. And it was in that journey that I just kept, like the song said, I just kept looking for the next thing that would work that, you know, something would work for a little while, but then it would stop working. And as I was getting my master's degree, I, I was learning more obviously about the human body and what it can do and how amazing it is. And specifically, I had an experience where I was kind of my, at the end, I mean, kind of my rock bottom. So I decided, okay, this last thing I was trying, it's not working anymore. So I need to do something a little bit more extreme and let me try this cleanse because maybe my body needs to reset. I mean, you can see the pattern, Patricia. It was like, let me try this. Let me try that. Let me try this. So this particular time I realized as I was doing it, that I would never have a health coach client to do this. And I really hit kind of a rock bottom for me. And I actually was, was praying with my kids. I realized my husband was out of town. I was doing it when he wasn't there. So he wouldn't see what I was doing. And I realized I really, I, I actually heard the words you need to stop. You know, spirituality is one of my strengths and I know we'll talk about it later. But for me, I realized that in that moment that I needed to really look at what was I actually looking for and the elusive, perfect you know, body or whatever it was as a health coach, that wasn't what I was looking for anymore. So I really did a 180 when it came to the style of coaching and what I was looking for as far as what I wanted to teach my clients and what I wanted to coach on. So for me, that ended up just a complete shift into becoming an intuitive eating certified counselor and looking at, okay, I don't want to keep shrinking. Why am I always trying to keep shrinking? Why do these women want to keep shrinking? And it's time for us to show up and stop being afraid to show up and, you know, really find that, that, and and the journey of trying to always get smaller and, and lose weight. It is a journey that you will never find. You'll never arrive at that place. And that really ties into the story of that song. Cause there's really no resolution, if you think about the words, and there's no resolution in a journey that's based completely on your physical appearance. Yes. Yes. So for you, it was really about recognizing what was going on, really tuning in, having that message, like receiving the message when you're with your children that, Mm -hmm. okay, this has to stop. And then it really, it sounds like just with pivoted, you know, your whole message and, and really changed your whole trajectory of how you're coaching because so many people have the, that mentality. And I, I've been in the fitness industry. We have, I know we have that in common mm-hmm. and getting ready for fitness DVDs and, and all of those things, that pressure we put on ourselves mm-hmm. to be yeah. and look a certain way. I'll share with you just something that came up when you were speaking about it. When I, when I was pregnant, I, I did a prenatal DVD. It was called Belly Beautiful Workout. So the whole idea was that I wanted women to feel beautiful when they were pregnant, no matter their shape or size. I, I'm naturally a, a bigger person. Like if you go on my 23andMe, you'll see we'll be heavier than most people. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like that's even, it says that I'm like, oh, well, there cool. you go. It's in my, <laughs> it's in my DNA. In my I, DNA. There's nothing I can do about it. Right. Right. And, um, <laughs> and so you know, with, with belly, beautiful workout, that was my message. It's like, I know I filmed it in my last trimester, mm-hmm. but then when I went to, to do a postnatal follow-up, I had an incredible amount of pressure on myself that I needed to lose the baby weight. Mm-hmm. So I had to have actually a talk with myself, much like the message that you received 
was that as long as I was breastfeeding, I couldn't lose a pound. Like yeah. I couldn't, the scale did not move. And I remember that from my first, and mm-hmm. I was hoping it would be a different story with my second, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I said to myself, I'm like, what's most important? And my son had um, a health issue. And so I, it was really important that I give him as much uh, you know, of my immunity as, as possible. But yet I still wanted to, to look the part for this you know, follow-up DVD. And, and I just said to myself, no, you know, no, this is the reality. This is what it's like, you know, to lose the baby weight after it's not easy for everyone. It took me, uh, you know, a solid year. So I went ahead and recorded it when I hadn't, the scales hadn't changed at all. And what was most important was the health of my child. And also what was important was the message I was sending out to Mm -hmm. everyone, which is, it's okay. Give you self-compassion, right? Give yourself time. And then also really getting rid of what is that ideal? Like, what mm-hmm. are we, what are we looking for yeah. here? Yeah. Talk to me more about your practice and, and how you coach people. I'd love to hear more about this. This was so interesting to me as I was reading your story. Well, I approach it. I mean, intuitive eating counselors, they can be nutritionists, social workers. They really can run the gamut mm-hmm. as far as how they coach and what they, how they I- introduce intuitive eating. For me, because I'm a health coach, I focus on whole person health and how really our health is made up of so many different aspects of our life. It's not just our nutrition and our movement. And so the way I coach my clients is let's look at all those different areas. And I weave intuitive eating into those because essentially the practice of intuitive eating is all about raising your awareness and becoming the expert of you again, diet culture, dieting in general, always is telling us, look outside you know, you have this plan, this plan will tell you what you need to eat. Don't look to your own body's cues to tell you what you need to eat. So it's all about flipping that on its head in every area of your health. It's all about, okay, you're the expert of you. Let's develop those skills again in your nutrition and in your movement, but also in your emotional health and in your stress and your sleep so that you really do have just a breadth of tools to take care of yourself again. So in my actual like six month coaching program, we go through those different areas of wellness and intuitive eating and awareness is all just really woven into those. And, and then I work, I do a lot of education, obviously with that, but we do the one-on-one coaching to fig- to help process through, because really when you decide I'm done restricting, I'm done dieting, you really need support <laughs> in that, you know, that aspect, because the world will tell you that that's not okay. You do need an outside source to tell you what to eat. You do need to look smaller and to show up smaller and, and trying to help women realize, no, you don't show up the way you are right now. You, you don't, you know, you were made for this. You weren't made for just looking a specific way. You know, that really requires a lot of support and and help processing that shift in your mindset. Wow. Love that. And I imagine that, you know, after all of those years of restricting and diets and this and that, we lose sight of our intuition. Like we're not even listening at all because it's all, it's all things that are thrown at us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's always a period of fear essentially. And so especially I, I always liken it to a pendulum when you hold a pendulum back or when you restrict a lot and you're, or you're always focused on eating the right thing. If you let go of that and then allow yourself to eat, allow yourself unconditional permission, you allow yourself to really feel like, what do I actually want to eat? 
there's usually a little bit, you know, think about a pendulum, it swings over. It doesn't stop in the middle. Mm. It swings kind of to the extreme again. And that is all about, you know, that, that, that area, it feels scary because people are like, well, there's no boundaries. There's no structure. That's scary. You have to get to the point where you allow that pendulum to settle back into the middle. And so that's really why coaching is important for this process, because most people they'll start that part, they'll swing over and go, wait, I can eat whatever I want. I don't trust myself. I can't do this. And it's helping them to do it in a way that doesn't feel scary and allows them to just allow that natural process of getting to the middle of going, yeah, food is just food. (laughs) You know, there's no crazy energy around it anymore of fear or overexcitement. It's just food. And I can choose what feels good. And what you need and and be able to tune into your body. Like, I feel like I need a little more fats today or Mm natural, you know, like I feel like I need, you know, some carbohydrates today or whatever Mm -hmm. it might be. Uh, You will know that. Now, I'm thinking about your story and, and, you know, how you, you pivoted, you know, during that time from that day that you were on your knees praying with your kids and then all of a sudden, okay, wait, this is the direction I'm going. How was that process for you? There was a lot of self-doubt. I'm not going to say it was some like beautiful 180 and everything was fine, (laughs) but I had to personally say, okay, very similar to my my clients. I'm drawing my line in the sand. I'm not doing any more restriction, any more diets after this. And there have been times where I've been like, oh, well, maybe. And I'm like, no. And that was in the beginning. (laughs) It was like Mm -hmm. a little bit of self-doubt I think is a little bit normal. But for me as a coach, knowing that I was going to be in front of people, there was always that, you know, that original doubt of being like, well, what if I don't look like what a health coach is supposed to look like? You know, who's going to hire me if I don't fit that specific mold? So, you know, I had to look past and move past those years of, you know, the, the, the fear and, you know, realizing that my own fat phobia. Like, why am I afraid of being bigger? (laughs) I had to rely a lot on forgiving myself for falling into that trap, but recognizing, Hey, this is $75 billion, you know, $75 billion diet industry that wants me to question this. So it's natural that it would be hard. And that's the same kind of grace that I want my clients to give themselves too, because they'll be like, Oh, I started to doubt myself again. I'm like, you're living in this like ocean of messages coming at you. It's okay. But you have to, as you up level your awareness, you see, okay, those messages want me to shrink. They want me to always be looking to be smaller. Why? And question those. And when you question those, you realize, you know, it's about promoting and introducing health promoting behaviors into my life. My weight, there's, there's so little we can control with our weight, to be honest that if we can put that on the back burner and just focus on health promoting behaviors, we will be so much better for it. Wow. Love that. Love it. So in, in that, you know, I mean, I imagine because, you know, when you were going through the process, you know, exactly for your clients, what that feels like. And then you also are hyper aware of what marketing out there, the $75 billion business Mm -hmm. is throwing out out to everyone. And it's almost like, you know, having that shield to deflect, okay, this is coming at me. That's not, let's get, send it back. And I imagine, you know, how important it is to have a coach because, you know, our shield while we have it up, but we have those days where our minds, we don't, the mindset isn't, isn't there. It's just, we may have woken up, we're tired. We may have been stressed about something else. And, and having a coach, I can imagine just having that, that 
passenger in your car there to support and help you, guide you, and uh, and deflect some of that 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 marketing and all of that coming yeah. at you. I mean, I'll tell my clients all the time. I'm like, I built this program with a lot of lived experience. I mean, I can, obviously I don't have the exact same experience, but I can almost always relate to some on some level what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know, even just a few weeks ago, deciding you know I need to get new headshots for my business because the ones I have are old and those immediate reactions of like, oh, well, how's that going to look? Or what do I need to do? And then talking about with my clients, okay, when those come up and they will <laughs> just expect them, those, those days yeah. where your body image isn't where you want it to be. You have a toolkit of like, okay, what are some things that I want to do to reset and recognize today's just not a great body image day and that's okay. And I can, you know, I can pivot and shift. Beautiful. Yes. I love that. So tell me, you know, when looking at the strengths that you have, you have such a beautiful package of strengths. How do you feel with the VIA Strengths Assessment uh, that you took? How do you feel those strengths really resonated uh, with the story that you told us and, and also with your practice? Right. Now, I already mentioned, you know, my top strength is spirituality. spirituality. And so for me, especially during that, that challenge that I specifically outlined, you know, I had to draw on that because I had to really look into my, my soul <laughs> with some honesty. And I have found in general that my faith is always something that carries me and is just really foundational to who I am. So for me, when I have that, and that's, you know, that, that, that duck is, is good and it's, it's a constant touch base for me, the rest of my life fits into place. And so I, I can rely knowing that I feel really at peace with what I'm doing, then that really helps me to feel like I can go forward. Um, some of the other strengths that I have kind of round out my, my top five are are gratitude and humor and those, especially in the last year, just everything everyone's been dealing with, you know, I, I just had to be grateful for what we did have. And, you know, I look back with, you know, the growth of my business or dealing with some of the things I'm like, we were able to do this kids, you know, all of you doing online school for six months. And if we can do that, we can do a lot now that you are going back to school. And now that I do have six hours a day of of being able to to devote to my, to my business and, and helping clients do that as well is look at the good, especially gratitude is a big one. Looking at the good that your body does for you on a daily basis really fast. There's, have you ever heard of the rabbit effect? It's a study that I just got a hold of earlier this week. Yeah, no, tell us about it. Okay. This is totally different than what (laughs) I was supposed to talk about, but essentially it was, it was a study done in the late seventies, I believe where they were looking at atherosclerosis and rabbits. And so they had a very, you know, a scientific study. They, their rabbits are coming from the same place. They have their control. It's all very, very well planned out, but they noticed that with this group of rabbits that all had the exact same diet and everything, they would have expected to have the exact same metabolic numbers. But there was a group of them that were like 60% lower. And why? You know, and they could not figure out why that one group of rabbits were so much healthier in their numbers until they yeah. finally figured out it was one particular scientist who was giving those rabbits their food and their med- you know, all the things and taking care of those rabbits. And she would talk to them and she would sing to them. And she just applied a lot of compassion because that's the type of person she was. And Mm -hmm. I thought about this a lot of how our compassion, our our gratitude, how we approach ourselves, you know, we're that scientist that's talking to ourselves, how that actually, you know, improves so much our overall health. And we, 
Yes. You know, for so long, so many of the women that I talk to and coach, it's all about like, I am going to guilt and shame myself into changing and not recognizing how detrimental that is to their overall health. And so helping women and moms specifically just embrace that compassion for themselves, just that's become a huge thing for me. And I draw on, you know, my strengths when it, like appreciation of, of beauty and gratitude, like just those, you, you cannot be healthy without those in your life. Yes. Yes. So amazing. I, you know, I'm thinking about your strengths and, and reading your story and then hearing it. You know, what's interesting about spirituality, there's definitely a lot of life meaning with that. It's really connected to life meaning. But what's interesting about gratitude, which is your second, you know, it's your other top strength, is that you see oftentimes work is as a calling. And how interesting it is, you know, coupled with your spirituality, receiving the message, and then wanting to help others, you know, and mm -hmm. seeing that work calling like, wait a minute, I'm going to completely, like you had said, just kind of pull the rug out, you know, from, yeah. from, from it, from it all and say, no, this is the message. Mm -hmm. And this, so you had that calling that day to make changes of, of, of really of perceptions that are so significant among women. Right. You know, when I think back to what I would have done with my coaching business, you know, okay, I'm going to help women get to a specific goal weight. I, I look back and go, I hope at some point I would have realized that that wasn't fulfilling, you know, <laughs> yes. you know, and not if I didn't have to go through that experience myself, I am, like you said, so grateful for the, constant searching that I was doing so that I realized this isn't what is, this isn't what matters. This, this isn't it. And actually within the wellness wheel that I coach with, one of the sections is living your purpose or living your why. And whether it's a, a spiritual connection or just knowing, Hey, I've got a calling, I've got a vocation that I feel really, you know, empowered to follow you're right. Like it doesn't even feel like work half the time because it is something I love doing. And I feel like, you know what, even if someone doesn't decides not to hire me or they just enjoy consuming free content, I am planting seeds that will eventually change their life and help them to realize I am worthy and amazing exactly how I am. Love that. And then that's creating that ripple effect. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, and it's amazing how just just small things that people can recognize, you know, from the content that you put out there, they're just those small things can, you never know how they can shift the brain, right? right. Let alone your own coaching clients and, mm -hmm. and the education that you do. That's incredible. And, and then also looking, I love how humor was in your top strengths as well. And then the, that actually is, is also, um, correlates with life satisfaction yeah. and happiness. <laughs> and, um, and I, you know, when I saw that was in your top strengths, it's in mine as well. I was so, I, I knew we would have a great conversation and I knew we would laugh a little bit today. And, uh, and I think that that positivity, you know, that we bring and that, that humanity that we bring to coaching clients, you know, and especially dealing with shifting the brain from, from the perceptions that we've been given. Mm -hmm. over the years from marketing, from, from just passed on generation to generation about how we are supposed to look and, and how, uh, it's never good enough. It's never small enough. Like you said earlier, how we can use, you know, humor to help maintain that positivity. Yeah. 
especially when you're dealing with, like you said, that mindset shift in the beginning, there's usually a lot of anger, you know, and I say, you know, let the anger fuel you for a while. Cause you feel like my life has been taken from me, you know, and I've yes. given up so much of my life in this pursuit of something that's not real, but then it doesn't, anger doesn't help for very long. It's not a very useful emotion unless you're trying to, you know, hurt someone, but you don't want to do right. that. And so, no. especially when you're talking about like, okay, now it's all about yourself. You can be angry at diet culture all you want, but then you have to just start to give yourself some compassion and find positivity in it and be like, well, you know, this is going to help heal. So I think humor, one of the the beautiful things about humor is the ability to connect with someone, especially when you're coaching connection matters. And so I love, you know, I'm a little bit self-deprecating when I'm talking to clients just to help them connect with me. And you know, it can be just a way to laugh. And if they're laughing at me, I don't care. It helps them listen up and and be willing to share and connect. Absolutely. Yes. The connection is key and it makes all the difference in the world. And to see that you are there as a human there to support them. And because it is scary when you start making those, those changes and change mentality, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, the change talk and all of that, that goes along with it. It's, it, you know, it's a real challenge because we're all creatures of habit. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Developing new neural pathways is not always fun. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. So what action item and as a coach and with your clients, what action item would you have for our audience today? My action item, and I, there's a couple of different things I usually tell people to do. The first thing I, I love to have people do is just kind of take a look at their social media feed. If you're not looking at a wide variety of female bodies, you know, when I say that if you're following a lot of like Instagram um, influencers or fitness influencers, et cetera, that can really start to weigh on you if you're, you know, it's a lot of before and after. So I love to have people take a look at their social media feed and curate it and get it to the point where Mm. you're seeing health in lots of different sizes and colors and shapes of people. So that you know, yes. health exists in every size. I had to do that for myself when I when we talk about journeys. That was one of the first things I had to do. Is like I'm following all of these women that are showing me. Look at me. I was I was bad before. Now I'm good. And it's like, well, I, my my after looks like you're before. So does that mean I'm bad? You know. Right. So right. I really had to like silence and hide and stop following a lot of those people to get to the point where I could see okay, if I take away my diet mentality and see health as a much more broad definition, I can see what health is really. And health doesn't look the same in everybody. So that's like my first real takeaway is to look at that. And then the second one I would say is, as you look at your health, I mean, I always have my clients start with a wellness wheel and look at the different areas of their health um, and just kind of look at like, what is it? Is it a one to 10 scale? You know, where am I at? Yeah. The first thing, is to to put weight loss on the back burner. That's really hard (laughs) for a lot of people to do because like, oh no, that's the reason why they want anything. I gotta, I wanna lose weight. And the way, the reason why I say that is if weight loss is always your first goal, you're you're never gonna let health win out. The weight loss will always become Mm. the first priority and you're not gonna really build that awareness and you're not going to really learn how to become the expert of you. So if you can put weight loss on the back burner and then put just introducing those health promoting behaviors on the front burner, yes. that's where you're going to start to see actual improvements in your health and in, in your men, your mindset and your mentality. So if you can do those two things, you're on a really good, 
in a good path. Cause you'll start to see like, Oh, well that's diet. That's dieting telling me I need to look smaller. And, and, and that is, I don't have to look like that. So it helps you to become just a little bit more curious as to like, why are those messages being, being yelled at me all the time? So those are my, my two top two things to have people start to do to just plant those seeds of, of small change. I love it. You know, that's so interesting. Um, you know, with some of the clients that I've worked with, it really has come down to uh, self-care, you know, and it's amazing when we take our, put our needs first, but like the oxygen mass that mm-hmm. we hear a lot about. And it's true. If we really look at that wheel, like you were talking about the, the wheel of life and and then deciding, looking at where, where does all of this fall for me mm-hmm. and how can I take better care of my health? And it's amazing how just those shifts, like you're mentioning, can have incredible health outcomes. Mm-hmm. And one so thing, great. especially with that wellness field that I love to talk about is like, think about like a, a flat tire. You don't just pump up one area of the tire, you know, as you input a little bit of air, the entire tire will inflate a little bit at a time. And so I really discourage my clients from like focusing on one area a ton, like let's do all the goals in this area because incremental small goals and a lot of just little areas, that's what's going to overall inflate the tire or overall improve your wellness. Because if you're, you know, maybe like you said, taking care of your emotional health a little bit better then you're able to look at your nutrition and go, I actually feel better when I eat this for breakfast. Like it all just is a domino effect or just an overall, you know, some, uh, what's the, what's the word for it? Like the sum effect is greater when you just address small changes in a lot of different areas rather than big ones in one. And one area. Love that analogy. It's really amazing. Really solid. Thank you. Um, so audience, we have our marching orders. We know we, we, <laughs> Brooke has spoken and we are all on it all together. <laughs> check out your, exactly. Check out your feed. Um, really t- take a look at your life in general. And, um, and if we could just pay a little more attention about 360 degrees of our life and not just that one piece, mm-hmm. um, we're all better off. So Brooke, this is the part of the show that I love to talk about, um, eighties trends. <laughs> so yeah. yes. And you picked it the best eighties song. I mean, yeah. you really nailed it. We definitely had a lot of eighties trends that were really mm-hmm. strong in our household. I'm the youngest of five girls. So oh, the, wow. the bangs, the bangs alone. Oh. oh my goodness. I mean, I had a sister who her bangs were just something I, I envied her bangs. I mean, just really, really tall. Yes. So that was one I yes. always aspired to. And a lot of neon and, and leg warmers for sure. <laughs> oh, love that. Okay. Yeah. So what part of the country did you grow up in? So I grew up in Virginia, DC area. Oh, okay. Very good. So down South, our bangs just tended to be, cause I grew up in Tennessee. Yeah. So our bangs just happened to be a little bit bigger than the okay. rest of the country. You know? <laughs> um, so, so I was a good friend with, uh, um, Aquanet, uh, rain. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, to spray, you have to spray the hair first, then watch it sizzle with the curling Mm -hmm. iron just to get a little more lift and maybe repeat it a few times. (laughs) Separating it. So it just got bigger. (laughs) With the separate claw, right? Like it's a little on top and a little on the bottom. bottom. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) I don't think my hair, 
I don't think my hair has been the same since. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. And then leg warmers, 100%. Gosh, you know, they just need to stay Mm -hmm. just forever, right? (laughs) That that just is a trend that needs to. But what I love is that neon is so right now. I mean, there's, you see those bright colors everywhere. I think the eighties are back. I didn't even know this podcast would be trending, you know? I know because of that. (laughs) I mean, pegging your pants did a lot of that with the neon. It's like, I see boys wearing their pants like all pegged. They don't call it pegged, but I don't even know what they call it. But yeah, just... no, I think that's yeah, cinched and, you know, they have yeah. like different, like, um, yeah, I know what you're talking about, though. I think it was I'm like, I did that about. when I was in like seventh grade. I don't think that's a good yes. idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was not, it's not a good look for me. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. All right. Um, favorite, uh, did you have any favorite commercials, jingles that you like the most? I always remember the double mint gum one. I don't know why. I think I wanted to be a twin. I'm not really sure. Yes. <laughs> but that was one of the ones yes. that just always would stick in your mind, like never yes. got out. So that's one I oh, can think of. Uh, yeah, yeah, it really is. And Big Red. Yes. Oh, yes. Big mm-hmm. Red. Between the two of those uh, yeah. commercials. Love not a it. good choice. Yes. It was really <laughs> on trend. The gum yeah. you cho- chose. <laughs> mm-hmm. So good. So Brooke, I love your story today and all the information uh, that you gave us and our, you know, our listeners today. I'd love to know um, how we'd get a hold of you uh, for coaching, how we get a hold of you uh, for education around intuitive eating. Sure. Just your normal local, you know, normal outlets. I have a website, spendlovecoaching.com. My, my last name is exactly like it sounds, but people think it's spelled more complicated. Spend love. So yes. instead of spend money, spend love. Um, spend love. Spend love. So spendlovecoaching.com. And then also I'm on Instagram. So it's at Brooks Spend Love Coaching. And I'm also on Facebook, just Brooks Spend Love Coaching. So I love to give out, you know, free content as far as I do lives, um, about once a week. And it's usually just around one of those, those wellness topics. Um, and then I also have obviously some, some freebies, you know, people who are interested in actual one-on-one coaching, we do a discovery call. that's completely free. And that's just helps you, especially if you've never been coached before, have the experience of having somebody help you process through something. And so I, I sometimes will have someone go through an intuitive eating assessment just to see where their eating is at um, for a discovery call. Or if they come to me just knowing some of the issues that, that they want to work through, we, we have a really good session about like, okay, what does it look like to, to process through these things? So those are the best ways to get a hold of me. And so there's ways to contact me on both of those outlets. Wow. So great. Well, thank you so much, uh, Brooke, for being here with us today and for all of your knowledge. And we all have our action items. So until next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We want to hear from you. First of all, tell us how these totally rad stories have inspired you. If you have a story with an 80 song inspiration, we want to hear it. You think this podcast is like totally tubular? Well, we would love your review. Stay connected with us on Podopolo and download the app today. Visit me at www.patriciafreiberg.com. Thank you, and we look forward to a double boost of inspiration next Motivational Music Monday.